0: Hurricane Center has upgraded Hurricane Hillary to a category four storm. Storms headed towards Southern California. It's expected to bring significant flooding risks throughout the Southwest. Officials say they are doing everything they can to get ready. We are getting ready now ahead of this event as it makes landfall to make sure that we are prepared to keep Californians safe. Well, some parts of the coast are preparing for a year's worth of rain over just the next few days. Meteorologist Alex Wallace from our partners at the Weather Channel is tracking the storm for us. Good day, Alex. Well, good day to you, Lana. Of course, as we work our way closer to the weekend, the big story is what's going on in the eastern Pacific and what is in line for parts of Southern California, sections of the southwest, Yeah, tropical system, that's right. We've got uh, Hillary here that is going to be on the move over the coming days and moving northbound. And a bit of a rarity here having to do with it.
1: Reverend Billy here. Weather people are turning into animals. It's happening all over the country. They're turning into cucumbers. They're turning into coyotes. They're turning into wolves. They're turning into condors. Right in the middle of their reports on the impossible hurricane in the Pacific Ocean. But it hasn't happened to preachers yet. No, it hasn't happened
0: four degrees we're talking about 600 trillion dollars in global climate damages that's double all the wealth that exists in the world today places in the world could be hit by six simultaneous climate driven natural disasters at once we would have hundreds of millions of climate refugees twice as much war the wildfires in california could be 64 times more intense
1: From Billy here again at the Earth Church Radio. We are trapped between the violence of humanity on the one hand and the violence of the Earth on the other. Something impossible from humanity would an example would be Donald Trump dismantling the justice system. And on the other side, what do we have? We have a hurricane in the Pacific Ocean. And we're in the middle here. And we have reports coming to us from TV studios and elsewhere that are just in the same tone of voice, the same jabber, jabber, jabber that comes from those media people. But right now, I think we have to break out of making the same reports. Because it's all like science fiction. It's very, very regenerative. And and it's about the extinction. It's about some new era that is utterly surprising. It would be more accurate if we were stuttering or screaming and it would be more accurate if we pushed animals into the TV studios. That's what we're gonna do here at the Earth Church, right? It's a, it's a new day for a new kind of media. Somebody give me an earth Hallelujah! here. Ev-a-luia.
2: Are turning, what
0: I'm I mean, I lived as you have in a fossil fuel era my entire life, and I'm looking for a graceful transition out of it. I don't want to crash my way out where I can't drink the water and I can't breathe the air and everything is a toxic mess. What we want is a transition out. But, you know, what we have is an addicted society, Uh, you know, and the fossil fuel industry continues to push those addictions. You know, I heard someone talk about the colonial imagination versus the indigenous imagination. And the colonial imagination can only figure out, like, within this box. And it can't get to the place where we need to get to, where it's more than just the rights of corporations, You know, and it's more than just the rights of of first world people, but it's also like, what about the rest of the world and what about the relatives, whether they have wings or fins or roots or paws? You know, that's how you survive. Maybe Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk think they can make it without the rest of us, but the rest of us know that we are part of this world and the opportunity is here to make a change.
1: This journey we've taken together, we've gone from TV studios to all sorts of ecosystems. <laughs> Oceans and long grass prairies and alpine meadows, and we've been screaming with red-tailed hawks and making music with the whales. The idea here is to, as I said before, when I briefly preached and then got eaten by a lion, to Bring nature into the center of our lives right now. We're caught between the violence of people and the violence of nature, and we have to turn, I believe, to the natural world, to take our guidance from the earth. Our passivity, as Winona Leduc told us, is an addiction. The fossil fuel economy makes us industrial consumers. And it's a totalitarian designed society. We are powerless. So turning towards nature is what the Earth Church would say is the right idea. It's scary. It's embracing the unknown, asking the animals and the plants, the, the bacteria and the reptiles, the birds and the butterflies, All of it, all of it, asking permission to embrace the natural world in a way that we have not. Why? Because, well, because of that totalitarian industrial consumer position that we're in. That is anti-nature. It colonizes the natural world. If we have a new understanding, a new intimate connection, with creation itself, we can turn then and have a new kind of radicalism, a new kind of direct action. We're coming up on a series of weeks and months right now after this heat wave summer where many people will be risking arrest for the first time. We're on the cusp of a new day when it comes to dramatically coming into public space and taking passers-by along with us as they're shocked by our drama, by our singing, by our costumes, by our willingness to share our opinions in a dramatic way. Well, we're at that moment. We're right on the edge. And I invite you to be with us in this endeavor. Contact us. Revbilly.com is our website. But we are a community. Shouldn't be just my name. Savitri D is our director. She's about to speak with you from the news from the natural world. We have the Stop Shopping Choir, which you've heard, and the Fiery Eagles of Justice with Brendan Burke and Jason Candler, our editor. And so I want to thank David Wallace-Wells, Winona, all the people, Sunder Ganglani singing on Change Without Us. Thank you, Sunder. I want to thank everybody who contributed to this 29 minutes, and now we're about at the halfway point. Here we go! Somebody give me an earth hallelujah.
3: Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. The entire town of Yellowknife in Canada's Northwest Territory is being evacuated as two wildfires approach. At least 20,000 people are currently in exodus. More than 1,100 active fires are burning in Canada, and evacuation orders are in effect for smaller communities in the region, including First Nations. The Kingdom of Hawai'i continues to recover from the fast-moving wildfire that destroyed Lahaina on the west coast of Maui. 110 people are known to have died. Thousands of pets in Maui are currently missing, and vets and animal rights groups say they are scrambling to not only rescue those dogs, cats, and other animals, but also treat them for serious injuries. The toll on wildlife is not yet known but a beloved 150-year-old banyan tree in the center of town appears to have a very good chance of survival, though it is badly charred. Pre-colonial Lahaina was a wetland ecosystem, abundant with life, but in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, white-owned sugar plantations on Maui started to illegally divert water to their crops, drying up the wetlands. Ukrainian biologists are documenting the deaths of more than 900 dolphins and porpoises since Russia invaded in 2022 as they try to make ecocide a war crime in international law. Currently, four specific acts, genocide, crimes against humanity, aggression, and war crimes are recognized as international crimes. Ukraine would like to add a fifth, ecocide, and it is setting out to build its case against Russia. Right now, we are developing the strategy for the prosecution of environmental war crimes and ecocide," said Maxim Popov, an advisor to the Prosecutor General of Ukraine. It's not established yet. As many as 2,500 dolphins and porpoises have been found dead since the war began. Voters in Ecuador will vote in a referendum Saturday to decide whether to allow drilling in the Yasuni National Park one of the most ecologically rich places on earth and home to indigenous people who want no contact with outsiders. The referendum to ban drilling was instigated and led by young people and the indigenous who oppose extraction. In 2019, after a court battle, a Waroni indigenous community managed to block oil development on its land. Even the Warroni Nationality of Ecuador, a government-recognized group that has partnered with oil companies in the past, is now asking Ecuadorians to vote to stop drilling in this case. Fifty years of oil drilling has simply brought us poverty, problems, diseases, conflict, and death, said Juan Be, the group's president. The people who benefited were outsiders. In a landmark trial, a Montana court has ruled in favor of a group of young activists who have accused the state of violating their right to a clean and healthy environment. Ending the trial, a few days early, District Court Judge Kathy Seeley said a state law that allows fossil fuel projects to be developed without any regard for climate impacts is unconstitutional. The case is the first of its kind in U.S. history and has been watched closely, as it could boost other litigations filed across the country and influence how other judges handle such cases in other states. The 16 plaintiffs, age 5 to 22, cited a law passed in 2011 which made it illegal for environmental reviews to assess the damage caused by greenhouse gases when issuing permits. This, they argued, went against a clause in the state constitution that guarantees all Montanans the right to a safe environment. Montana holds around a third of the country's recoverable coal reserves, and the ruling has been met with strong opposition from those who rely on the coal industry for a living. If the court's decision is upheld, the state may be forced to consider climate impacts when issuing future permits for fossil fuel projects. Heliconius butterflies are capable of spatial learning. New findings provide the first experimental evidence of spatial learning in any butterfly or moth species. They suggest heliconius butterflies may be able to learn spatial information at large scales, consistent with the apparent importance of long-range spatial learning for trap lining, which involves foraging within a home range of a few hundred square meters. New research in the Journal of Archaeological Science demonstrates that traditional stories from Tasmania have been passed down for more than 12,000 years. Palawa traditions from Tasmania have survived hundreds of generations of retelling, forming part of a larger canon of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander stories around Australia. The stories describe rising seas and submerging coastlines as the ice sheets melted before leveling off around 7,000 years ago. Palawa stories describe a star's position as it would have appeared in the sky over 10,000 years ago. They also include knowledge of a land bridge that disappeared 12,700 years ago. Coral reefs, the deep sea, or the treetops of the rainforests are considered the main hotspots of biodiversity. But according to a new study, soils are by far the most species-rich ecosystems worldwide. The new study indicates that two-thirds of all species live in the soil, more than twice as high as previous estimates. 90% of fungi live in soil, 86% of plants and their roots, and 20% of earthworms and mollusks, such as snails. No one has yet attempted to estimate the diversity of very small organisms living in soil, such as bacteria, viruses, archaea, and unicellular organisms, even though they are crucial for recycling nutrients and for carbon storage, and they are important as pathogens and partners of trees. The proportion of soils worldwide that are considered degraded or destroyed is growing steadily. Aphantasia is a rare syndrome that eliminates mental picture-making. Now a 34-year-old woman with aphantasia has developed the ability to experience mental imagery for the very first time after taking psilocybin mushrooms. Researchers explain that the woman had lived her entire life with no mind's eye, yet began thinking and dreaming in images following her psychedelic trip. It is thought that between two and 4% of people have aphantasia. Though aphantasia is not a disability or a disorder, the woman revealed that her lack of mental imagery made it difficult for her to remember routes and caused her to regularly lose her way or get lost. The hole in the ozone layer above Antarctica is strangely large for this time of year, prompting fears that it could lead to further warming off the South Pole. It looks like this is a consequence of water vapor that ended up in Earth's stratosphere following the 2022 Hunga Hunga Tonga-Hunga-Hyapai eruption, the largest natural explosion on our planet in over a century. The ozone hole over Antarctica grows and shrinks throughout the year in tune with the seasons. During the southern hemisphere spring season, the hole increases in size, reaching a maximum extent between mid-September and mid-October. And now the sounds of extinction. Cordofan giraffes are a critically endangered subspecies of giraffe found across Cameroon, the Central African Republic, Chad, the Democratic Republic of Congo, and South Sudan. The overall population stands at around 2,300 individuals. Cordofan giraffes are the shortest of the subspecies, ranging from 12 and a half to 15 and a half feet tall. They feed on leaves, grasses, buds, shoots, and seeds and communicate through low-frequency infrasonic range, often inaudible to humans, except for a mother's call to her young. They are threatened by poaching and habitat loss. And hear the sound of the Cordofan giraffe.
2: The sunrise, death makes the sunrise.
1: Speak, Earth. Your wind makes a whistling sound in the corner of the apartment. And I know that you're whispering to me. But instead of trying to hear you, I turn on my computer. I didn't escape you at all. There you are on the screen, an impossible wind, with somersaulting cars and flying oil slicks. You are the Earth, rotating inside me like a conscience. These freak storms, tsunamis, droughts, and extinctions confirm what I carry inside. I know that I will have to change some personal consumption in the next few minutes. It might be a light switch, a perfume, a heated pool, or a bite of food. But changing can be so tricky. I can change for days and discover I was only spending money. I know that I am made of the earth, blood, and electricity, and bone, and that should make it easier to talk to you. I turn to words that assure me I'm made of something else. Titanium, modified molecules, and 50 Super Bowls. In this big box, the future looks bright. And I fear the withheld love of a drought. Are you speaking to me? I'm afraid of a dead forest gesturing like a frozen crowd on a mountain. Did you say something? My neighbors and friends are made of the earth too. We share stories about the hurricane, the heat prostration of the elderly woman who used to watch us from the old porch, the storm sewers, disgorging poison across the playground. But we have the delete button at the ready, we can quickly move to celebrity gossip, poll numbers, ISIS. We know you are directing vast articulations toward us, and we still insist on the importance of war. We have a dozen American flags on our street. War is a kind of non-speaking. I want to defend you more than my country makes me sad that this is a choice we face i do want to speak to you though we're so small so momentary standing here on our street we are talking in our language and we've become so casually violent we've arranged for that violence to take place at a great distance from our manicured personalities sky and the dark clouds gather and we know that you will have a word with us now you are waiting for us we can feel that you are waiting you are here inside how we think and talk in our ordinary day you rise up through us in our blood spinning and singing in our inner ear like a 500 year downpour We're startled by what you're saying. Can we handle this? The Earth is much more direct than the environment. The climate change is happening in my body and in yours. You are spinning in space and I'm supposed to spin with you. I'm so small down here on my street. We're watching watching you. We're not moving. We're not a movement yet. Because we've watched so many end-of-the-worlds. We'll pay to watch the last one. Do the billions of tiny, naked humans need one more storm? We sense that we're in trouble. So many of us are on the verge of taking that Trespassing, leap into action. Earthelujah. And maybe we need just one more incredible disaster, and then we'll be there. What's that? Ah. Uh, I hear you now. We must make that storm ourselves.